0: Welcome to Warrior, the art of war for life. A podcast for those who want to win. Leadership lessons, motivational mindsets, empowering principles, success strategies, and transformational tactics from Swinza, the master of victory. I'm your guide on the side, David Boyd, award-winning educator, transformational speaker, and certified life coach. It's time to start winning at life. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm so glad you're all here. Happy New Year! Welcome to 2024, everyone. There's a tradition of making New Year's resolutions, and yesterday, I reviewed mine for 2023 and came up with some for 2024. For 2023, one of my resolutions was to launch this podcast and to see where it went. Well, it wasn't perfect. There were some bumps in the road, including technical issues recording issues, computing and software issues, editing and uploading challenges, you name it. There were some missed weeks, but all in all, we released 43 episodes and published over 1,500 minutes of content on the podcast. It had over 41,000 streams for the year and spread to over 70 nations, which is just astounding to me. So first and foremost, I wanted to say thank you to every single one of you for tuning in. Wherever you are, whoever you are, and whatever you're going through, And second, I'd like to invite each of you to personally engage with me. I'd love to hear how you found the podcast, what you were looking for, what spoke to you, and what helped you the most. What are you working for and fighting for in your life right now? What is your big deal, your grand endeavor, your personal mission, and how can I help? If you've never done one or stuck to one or realized one, making a resolution for yourself this year, Is a great place to start. So start today. Resolutions are about setting our sights higher, dreaming bigger, and moving towards those dreams and goals one step at a time. If you can conceive of a reality different from the one you're currently experiencing, and if you can believe in it long enough and strong enough that it is actually a possibility, no, an inevitability for you, where you are, as you are, right now then you can achieve it and ultimately you will receive it. So what can you conceive of for 2024? For me, I have some personal, relational and professional resolutions. For 2024, I wanna complete my 50 by 50 challenge to lose 50 pounds by my 50th birthday in May. I'm about 30% of the way there. So it's time for me to step up and buckle down. So you all get to hold me accountable. As a family, we're expanding operations of our regenerative farm, which is my wife's dream, starting three related businesses and a nonprofit, and creating seven different income streams. So, yeah, a lot happening there. As for the Art of War, my resolutions are to continue to grow the podcast to six figure streams, to launch my 12 week mastermind course, and to publish three books my translation of Swins's Art of War, with all my notes and character etymologies. My first strategic manual for life, tentatively titled Stop Losing, 10 Steps to Start Winning at Life, and the second in the Art of War for Life Transformative Guide journal series called Fight for What You Want. So yeah, I have some big, hairy, audacious goals for 2024. How about you? I'd love to hear what you've got planned, and if you need help, don't be afraid to shoot me an email at artofwarforlife at gmail.com have a super exciting announcement my new website is up www.theartofwarforlife.com on it there's a wealth of resources to help you take the next step in your own journey so check it out and let me know what you think and yes it's finally here the first art of war for life publication is finally here as i reflected on what more i could do to help you all my wife suggested i create a guided journal to be honest I didn't even know what that was exactly. But as I looked around at the available options, I felt like it was exactly what I wanted and needed to do to help you all take whatever next steps you might be looking to take in your own lives. So I partnered with Amazon to create Planning to Win, a transformative guided journal to help you get from where you are to where you want to be in any area of your life. In it, I present 52 motivational concepts from Swinza's Art of War. Each one includes a beautiful calligraphy and, of course because it's me, an etymology of the original Chinese character, an inspirational quote, a simple yet inspiring affirmation practice, some self-discovery prompts, and a next-step reflection. In it, I tried to put everything I could to help you take the next step to maybe recover some of the things that you've lost, to uncover some things that are buried deep down inside, and to discover all the great things that are waiting up ahead. So check it out. Search planning to win on Amazon.com. Isn't it time to start winning at life? Over the past month, we've been discussing Swinza's five butt-kicking bootcamp strategies to become battle-ready for life. Last week, we discussed the fourth, which is embrace encouraging beliefs and send fear fleeing. So if you missed it, go back and check it out. If you're a visual learner like me, check out the blog version of this podcast at www.artofwarforlife.com which includes all the Chinese characters I discuss along with additional images. Don't forget to join the Art of War for Life Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at Art of War for Life. For any questions, comments, or to work with me, shoot me an email at artofwarforlife at gmail.com. Oh, and as a reminder, the views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the United States Air Force Academy, the Air Force, the Department of Defense, or the U.S. government. Thank you. Thank you very much. This week we're continuing that arc and discussing the fifth of Swinza's five butt-kicking bootcamp strategies to become battle-ready for life, becoming strong, flexible, and resilient, and how to handle weakness. So let's go! One last time we return to chapter 5.4 of Swinza's Art of War, where we read, Enemy chaos is born from our good order, their cowardice from our courage, their weakness from our strength. In the last stanza, Swinza states that weakness produces strength, As with cowardice and courage, it is clear in a military context how weakness emerges in the face of great strength. When faced with mighty opposition, an enemy may break ranks and take flight out on the battlefield. At the same time, other interpretations include the possibility that over-reliance on our strengths could also become a potential weakness, and that weak things can become strong. All of this reminds me of the quote from G. Michael Hopp's post-apocalyptic novel Those Who Remain. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times. So the fifth of Swinza's five butt-cooking bootcamp strategies to become battle-ready for life is becoming strong, flexible, and resilient, and handling weakness and fragility. Let's take a deeper look at what is talking about here. Let's start with handling weakness and fragility. We've all felt weak at some point in time in our lives. At least I know I have. Far too often. More than I care to admit. As a matter of fact, for much of my life, I believed I was weak. I told myself that I was weak. Found evidence for that limiting belief over and over again and used it to condemn myself and ended up keeping myself stuck in a self-fulfilling spiral of self-loathing. There's still a voice inside my head that occasionally screams at me and points out my weaknesses. So what is the weakness that Swinze is talking about? The term that Swinze uses is rule, meaning fragile, delicate, or weak. The character depicts a pair of bird wings. Wings are extremely delicate and fragile things, and yet with proper care, they can carry a bird to great heights and distances. I love the story of Jonathan Livingston Seagull by American author Richard Bach. The story is an allegorical fable of a seagull, Jonathan, who is bored with his meaningless life and his constrained role in the squabble of seagulls that he lives in. He wants to fly, not just short hops and sorties here and there for scraps of food on the shore. No, he wants to soar high up into the air. He wants to ride up on the currents and feel the wind beneath his wings and he wants to experience the rush of speed as he plummets through the sky in a power dive. After much reviling from his fellow gulls and many failures and crashes on his part, Jonathan ultimately achieves his goal and sets an example of what is possible for a seagull, some of whom join him in living an elevated life. The story is an allegory for self-discovery and actualization, realizing the potential and possibilities, the power and purpose of our existence on this planet. Like Jonathan, we're destined for more than just sitting around on the shoreline of society, squabbling amongst ourselves for every scrap of food, just trying to survive. We're meant to fly higher, to soar farther, and to be free. Yet how many of us feel grounded with broken wings? How many of us have felt the pain of a crash landing in our lives? How many of us now feel broken, fragile, or weak? How many of us have settled for less than in our lives? Out of our lives and for our lives, I've been there. I've lived there. I'm going to date myself here, but 38 years ago, in December 1985, the Mr. Mister song "Broken Wings" hit number one in the United States. It was inspired by Lebanese poet philosopher Khalil Gibran's 1912 novel "The Broken Wings." One line of the chorus has stayed with me throughout my life. Take these broken wings and learn to fly again, learn to live so free. For much of my life, I felt like I had broken wings and that any attempt to take flight, to rise above my challenges and soar, ended in a painful, debilitating crash landing. Sometimes I still feel that way, and yet even in my broken grounded moments, I still want to fly. For any of you who feel or have felt broken out there, I wanna let you know, that we can still spread our wings and fly again. We can rise above our circumstances, our past, and even our mistakes. Yesterday's broken wings do not have to keep us grounded today. It's time to heal and fly again. I recently listened to Marcus Elevation Taylor's Rise of the Underdog speech. It's two hours of fist pumping motivation and I highly recommend it. One of the many things I took away from it is this. If we're gonna win the war for today, we have to heal the hurts of yesterday. We have a day to conquer. If the day's going to be good, we have to heal from the mistakes that were made yesterday, either by us or by others. We have to believe that we don't have to make the same mistakes or suffer the same hurts again. It's time to heal today. We have to make the decision to heal. No one else can make it for us. I heal. Today, I choose healing. I heal from every mistake that I've made and that everyone else I've come in contact with throughout my life has made, everyone that hurt or affected me. I heal from everything that I said that I wish I hadn't said or could have said better, and everything that was said to me that I wish was never said or I wish I'd never heard. I heal today from all the choices I wish I hadn't made and all the choices I wish other people hadn't made. I heal today from the people who pushed me around, hurt me, rejected me, neglected me, or abandoned me in any way, verbally, emotionally, spiritually, or physically. Today I heal from everyone who misjudged me and did not support me, or were never present when I needed them, including myself. Today I heal from self-abandonment, from self-rejection, from self-loathing, Today, I heal. I heal, I heal, I heal. I heal from what I did not have that I wanted and needed. I heal from what I did have that I did not want or need. Today, I heal. To change our existence, something has to change with us, within us. We have to heal. We can't and we don't just have to stay stuck and keep repeating the cycle of weakness and brokenness. We have to give ourselves time and space and most importantly, permission to heal, to let go of all the hurts, to forgive. We have to decide to let go of all the hurt and all the pain and all the anger and all the resentment that we're holding on to inside of ourselves, of everything that is holding us down and holding us back from being who we were meant to be. We have to learn from not only our mistakes, but from others' mistakes as well. We have to study why we fail, why we fall, why we crash, how we fail, and we've got to ensure that we never do it again, that we can change course, that we can turn around, that we can pivot, that we can move off in another direction. Our past does not have to dictate our present or our future. So if you felt broken, weak, hopeless, helpless, that's okay. If you felt powerless, if you felt incompetent or insufficient in any way in your life, that's okay. That is not who you are. We can still draw strength now. We don't have to feel that way. We don't have to take that on as an identity that we hate. We don't have to settle for weakness. It's time to strengthen ourselves. So how do we do that? Let's go back to Swinza becoming strong, flexible, and resilient. Swinza wanted to empower leaders, militaries, and soldiers to make better decisions around warfare. And when all else failed, to be able to fight and win. That could only happen from a position of strength. When we show up in strength in our lives, most of our weaknesses will take flight, like birds. So how do we do that? Just what kind of strength is Swinza advocating? There are many different terms related to strength in Chinese. In episode 5, Four Keys to Tip the Scales of Life and Shift the balance of Power in our favor, I discuss the character li, which depicts a plow and refers to harnessing a power greater than our own. In this passage, Xuânz is using a different term that has a fascinating etymology. The Chinese term he uses here is qiang, which means strong or mighty. The character is comprised of a taut longbow on the left, beside a coiled serpent on the right. Together they convey the sense of the power or strength of a taut bow or a coiled snake ready to strike, that potential power. There are three attributes here worth exploring, strength, flexibility, and resiliency. First strength, the strength of a bow comes from its tensile strength or the maximum amount of stress a bow can withstand before it breaks or fractures. The tensile strength of a bow is rendered through its string. The greater the tensile strength of the bow, the greater its power and ability to transfer that power to an arrow through the bowstring and send it whizzing toward its target. This is strength that manifests itself under extreme stress and tension. This is the kind of strength Sun Tzu wants to see in his troops and the kind of strength we need to develop as warriors in our life. The strength of a bow is not manifest until it's put under stress. Strength under pressure. And we all have that kind of strength within us. So the key to picking a good kind of bow is to picking a strong material. And the good news is, is that we are made of strong material. We are made of the strongest material in the world. We don't have to snap when things get tense or splinter at the first sign of pressure. We can handle it. We can take it. We are stronger than we think and have believed about ourselves. Strength is in our very DNA. So embrace that belief. Believe that about yourself. Instead of telling ourselves that we're weak, that we're fragile, that we're not enough, that we're not going to make it, Return to what I discussed last week and embrace empowering beliefs. Start telling yourself that you are strong enough, that you can handle this, that you can make it, that this is not going to break you. And guess what? It won't. Because whenever we tell ourselves that we are strong enough to handle whatever life has to throw at us, we gain access to our inner strength. So change the story change the self-talk you are strong you are mighty it's already within you it's just time to access it now second flexibility the strength of a bow is also a function of its flexibility or its ability to flex under strain and pressure in fact it is its ability to flex under stress and pressure That allows it to send an arrow flying through the air. Flexibility is a key to strength. In the 1920s, Italian air power theorist General Giulio Duet coined the now well known phrase and US Air Force slogan flexibility is the key to air power. Flexibility is not just the key to air power, but to power in general. I will admit that I am currently one of the least physically flexible people in the world today. I used to be so much more flexible. While I was actively training in martial arts, I spent hours and hours stretching so that I could do the splits and the straddles. One scratch. Flexibility was one key component to dynamic and powerful kicks. And so I trained at it. I worked at it. Nowadays, I have to stretch out just to touch my toes. (laughs) It's ridiculous. And yet, as I age, I've noticed that flexibility has become increasingly important, especially after workouts, especially after volleyball, and especially after tennis. And so I've had to become much more intentional and work at maintaining and restoring flexibility because I spend about half of my day sitting in a desk, which is better than most people. Like, I'm fortunate enough that I get up, I teach three hours a day, and so I'm up and active in the classroom, and I, you know, get out and walk. And I install that standing desk in my office, and yet, you know, in America, we just have such a sedentary lifestyle compared to what we used to have because of computers, because of technology, because of everybody being crammed into cities and office buildings And so, just like we need to be intentional with both maintaining and expanding our flexibility physically, when the tension mounts in our lives and when things start not going our way, we need to practice and work on our flexibility. We can be more flexible. It is something that can constantly be approved on at any stage of our lives. And even if you were like me and used to be way more flexible than you are, And I will say that flexibility never came naturally to me. I really had to work at it. But it can be done. We can stretch ourselves and we can give a little without losing who we are in the process. In any situation, the greater our capacity to do so, the more empowered we'll be in our lives. Flexibility is the ability to flex. And so to use a colloquial term, if we really want to put a flex on our lives, we really want to flex on our lives, then we need to have some flexibility. We need to be able to adapt quickly. We need to be able to pivot. We need to be able to turn things around. We need to be able to bend a little bit and give a little bit. So that's the second key attribute of strength that one's is discussing here. Lastly, Resiliency. It is the bow's ability to spring back again and again after being fired that gives it its power. It's its resiliency. A bow is not a one-off weapon. It can be used over and over again because every single time it can handle the tension and the stress and the strain and bounce back. In the same way, it's our resiliency that gives us personal power. In episode four, Level Up Your Leadership, Level Up Your Life, Swins' so five attributes of great leaders and how to develop them, I introduced the concept of discipline, determination, and grit. And I shared the story of American rock climber Chris Sharma's ascent of Espontas off the coast of Mallorca in Spain. It was Sharma's discipline, determination, grit, and resiliency to keep climbing up out of the ocean water after 50 splashdowns, to be the first human in the world to ascend the freestanding limestone arch, what is considered the most difficult climb in the world. Writing on resilience, journalist Amanda Ripley penned, resilience is a precious skill. People who have it have three distinct advantages, a belief they can influence life events, a tendency to find meaning and purpose in life's turmoil, and a conviction that they can learn from positive and negative experiences. In the end, resilience is a choice. It is a mindset. It is a set of beliefs. Resilience empowers us to get back up, to try again, to not define ourselves by our past, our mistakes, our setbacks, or our failures. Resilience quietly encourages us to turn around, to return to ourselves, to bounce back, and to keep at it. Psychologist Karen Ravick asserts, resilience isn't all or nothing. It comes in amounts. And no matter how resilient you are today, you can become more resilient tomorrow. So it doesn't matter whether we've been resilient in the past. We can, in this moment, when we need it, choose to be resilient. Because we can always choose how we respond to what happens in our lives. I've said it many times. We can't always and we rarely get to choose what comes into our lives, what the river of life brings to us. But we always, always get to choose how we're going to respond. And we can choose to not let life break us or maim us or permanently scar us or leave us crumpled and broken. That's the real message. It doesn't matter how weak or fragile we felt in our lives up until now. If we are alive, if we are breathing, It doesn't matter where we've been. It doesn't matter how long we felt grounded with broken wings. No matter how powerless we feel or have felt, we can grow and become stronger right now. Our weakness can become strength. We can choose greater strength, greater flexibility, and greater resilience in our lives. Because first and foremost, strength is an attitude. It is a state of being. And the instant we choose to start being strong, being flexible, and being resilient, we have access to reservoirs of inner strength we didn't know we had, and yet have been waiting for us to tap into them inside of ourselves. And we will discover that we are capable of so much more than we believed. So raise the bar on your beliefs about yourself. I've said it before, you're not a teddy bear destined to just sit up on a shelf You are a grizzly bear. You are not a stranded seagull doomed to just scrape out a meager existence on the seashore of life. You are an eagle and you are made to spread your wings and soar above the clouds and out over the vast landscape. So take flight, rise up, be strong, flex, and spring back. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. If you found this podcast impactful, please like and subscribe and join us for new episodes every Warrior Wednesday. For more information, tools, and resources to help you in your daily battles, for questions, or to work with me, shoot me an email at artofwarforlife at gmail.com. Most importantly, always remember the power to win resides within. There is always a way.